It is unlikely that the name Rabbi Pinchas Menachem Mendel HaKohen Singer will mean anything to you. His rabbinic career principally spanned the early decades of the 20th century, during which he acted as a community dyan and rabbi in the Polish cities of Warsaw, Bilgarai and Jikov, and also briefly as the head of the Radzimin Yeshiva and personal secretary to the fiery Hasidic Rebbe of the Radzimin sect, Rabbi Aaron Mendel Gutemann. The Singer family were Hasidic. Rabbi Pinchas's father, Rabbi Shmuel Singer, had forged close relationships with three of the greatest Hasidic leaders of the mid-19th century, Rabbi Yisrael Friedman of Rizhin, Rabbi Shulam Rokach of Belz, and Rabbi Chaim Halberstam of Sons, and he was also the highly respected rabbi of Tomaszow Lubelski. Rabbi Shmuel's wife, Tamarol's deep piety, was legendary, and she was even rumoured to secretly wear tzitzis, highly unusual for a devout Orthodox woman then and now. Rabbi Singer never studied secular subjects, nor could he speak Russian or Polish. All of his bountiful knowledge was gained from Hebrew scripture, Talmud, and the copious halachic material that emanates from these two sources. In 1910, he published a scholarly book, Megodim Chadoshim, on the Talmudic tractate Avodah that deals with idolatry and the prohibitions associated with paganism. A number of effusive approbations introduced the work, including, among others, from the Radzimin Rebbe, from Rabbi Nehemia Alta, a scion of the Gera Hasidic dynasty, and from Rabbi Tzvi Yecheskel Michelson, the celebrated Plonskarov, himself the author of no less than 43 published works. Truthfully, Rabbi Singer was just one of many distinguished Polish rabbinic leaders who struggled to hold it together for Polish Jewry during that difficult period of Jewish history, which culminated with a Holocaust that obliterated all but 100,000 of Poland's 3 million Jews. Indeed, Rabbi Singer died in his hometown of Jikov in 1942, and although his death was not directly at the hands of the Nazis, his death was a result of starvation caused by the Nazi invasion of Poland. And Rabbi Singer might have been entirely forgotten, an ephemeral lacuna that slipped through the cracks of historical record, had it not been for his son Yitzchak, better known to us as Isaac Basheva Singer, the Nobel Prize winning novelist. In two of Basheva Singer's lesser known books, In My Father's Court and More Stories from My Father's Court, the Yiddish novelist turned his hand to autobiography, writing a powerful account of his father's years as a dyan on Krochmalna Street in the heart of Warsaw's decrepit Jewish neighbourhood, presented to the reader in bite-sized vignettes. Each chapter records one particular case brought to and then adjudicated by Rabbi Singer, seen from the perspective of a young, impressionable boy. The characters and episodes captivatingly evoke the lost world of Polish Jewry, caught in the daily struggles of a life that must accord to the ancient tenets and customs of Judaism, while the world around them accelerates towards modernity. There is the elderly couple whose love for each other is so great that the woman demands the rabbi grant them a divorce so that her beloved husband can marry a younger wife and have more children. Then there is the young groom who wishes to break off his engagement because he doesn't love his fiancée, but her father refuses to return the gifts the young man has given his daughter. Another man, destitute, demands to know if he is allowed to sleep in the same bed as his dead wife until the funeral so that the rats infesting his basement digs won't nibble at her corpse. Yet another man, an impressive rabbinic scholar, turns out to be a God-denying heretic who wants Rabbi Pinchas to pay him in exchange for his heavenly reward. 
A young girl who has cooked meat and milk in the same pot and then eaten the food because she was hungry now wants to know if the pot is kosher. Even allowing for Bashevis Singer's literary license, the stories are brimming with the real pathos and drama of its generally unnamed protagonists. But most of all, one is struck by the man caught at the centre of it all, Bashevis Singer's father, Rabbi Pinchas Menachem Mendel Singer. This exemplary, eminent scholar, who was raised in an environment of scholars and saints, and whose rabbinic training was under the tutelage of some of Poland's great rabbinic luminaries, is about as far removed as it is possible to be from the gritty and often distasteful end of society that he is compelled to deal with on a daily basis. And yet there he is, in, as each story unfolds, doing his utmost to dispense justice, observing, inquiring, consulting, and even occasionally rendering an unpopular decision, all in his role as the representative of Jewish law for this substratum of the Warsaw Jewish community. In Parsha Shoftim, Moses instructs judges that they must pursue justice. Rabbi Yehuda Leib Alter of Ger, in his Sfasemes commentary, notes that it is not enough to seek justice, one must actually pursue it. Curiously, the word for pursuer in Hebrew is rodef, rather a rough word with harsh associations. An aggressor or persecutor is usually referred to as a rodef. On that basis, this term is rather odd for the Torah to use in the context of justice. Oddly enough, there is another reference to Rodef that is also out of place. Seek out peace and pursue it, says David HaMelech, King David, in the Psalms. The role of a rabbi in Dain is to be a purveyor of justice and peace. It would appear that Moses and King David both wish to convey that neither of these two objectives come knocking on the door of your ivory tower. In order to achieve justice and establish peace, one must pursue it aggressively, even if it means stepping well out of one co one's comfort zone. And no matter how distinguished or well-bred you may be, if you are able to improve the lot of others with your wisdom, experience and scholarship, you must go to where the action is and not just stay where it suits you, or only meet and talk to people with whom you are comfortable. That is why we are, are instructed to pursue justice and to pursue peace. In his poignant introduction to the first book of vignettes about his father's court, Isaac Bashevis Singer makes the following startling statement on the basis of witnessing his father's bet din in action for the common folk of Warsaw. It is my firm conviction that the court of the future will be based on the Beth din, provided the world goes morally forward instead of backward. The concept behind Beth Din is that there can be no justice without godliness. At times, I think that the Beth Din is an infinitesimal example of the celestial counsel of justice, God's judgment, which the Jews regard as absolute mercy. A people that believes justice must be pursued and that it is not just a commodity to be bought or sold, or a convenient fixture of human life easily available to all that seek it or wish to see it done, is indeed an internal people. In the month of Elul, as we anticipate the annual season of celestial judgment, this valuable lesson from the long-forgotten tenements of pre-war Warsaw, as well as from the words of Moses, are a powerful reminder of just how important it is for justice and peace to prevail, and for us to do all we can to see that it will.